What's going on, everybody? It's just Jimmy Leonard here today on another podcast. Um, This one actually is going to be one in an interview. Um, And this one is an interview with a certain person. Introduce yourself. Hey, guys. It's (laughs) Jalen. This is um, my twin sister, and she pretty much does a lot. (laughs) She does a lot of things. Um, What do you actually do, Jalen? Um, well, for one, I run track. I've been running track for about, I believe, 16 years. Um, I just graduated from Hampton, so I'm going to pursue my master's in business administration. I just graduated with a journalism, uh, with a bachelor's degree in journalism and communications and a minor in marketing, and now I'm pursuing my master's in business administration. And, um, I mean, other stuff that I do is that, um, I'm a part of the NAACP chapter on campus. I was the secretary. We just, um, nominated our new, um, the new people in our positions. And that's pretty much it, really. Um, yeah. Now, you mentioned about you, of course, running in Hampton and actually attending Hampton. Um, actually, you just recently just graduated from there. Um, I know even bef- more or less kind of going into this whole quarantine, you mentioned about in a sense of, um, you know, you're talking in a sense of since the last two months, we had to go ahead and your season kind of ended for the spring. And so I, they mentioned that you're actually able to run back you know, go back to running for the next season. How? What do you think about all that that's been going on with that? Um. Well, it's a great opportunity for me to come back. Um. Yeah. Basically, because the corona happened. Um. That the NCAA finally granted us the chance to be able to come back and participate for our spring semester outdoor, because honestly, a lot of the uh, winter sports just finished up their um indoor season I know in particular with track I don't know about basketball really I think they just lost their running in the tournament I think a week prior to our conference or it was the same week and we still had nationals to happen but of course nationals didn't happen but nationals is only for people who qualify to the next level so they're not going to just be like they're not going to give indoor nationals back so a lot of people, what they wanted to do is just um, go ahead and just come back for their spring semester. So that's why I'm going for my master's because I was granted that opportunity. So honestly, I'm happy with it. Um, I've been running track a long time, so it's kind of like dragging at this point. But I don't mind right running again um, just so I can finish up my or further my education. Now... What mentioned all that with track, you're talking, you know, with the Olympics that pretty much said that they were coming back for next year because the Olympics was, of course, supposed to happen this year on 2020 in August. Mm-hmm. Um, and so since it's coming back in 2021, is there any chance that you may think about maybe potentially running or trying out for the trials there by any chance? I don't mind doing long jump. Um, I'm, I mean, I might be able to run, make it for the 400, but I really have to train, um, 
really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I think I would just do. Um, I would just do long jump, and that's pretty much it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know when it comes when it came to all this. I know as a student, as well. I had to also go ahead and you know sit through those online classes. And since you were saying you were studying with journalism too as well, how was that way of taking classes online versus being inside the class, you know, through that entire time for the quarantine? Um, well, my thing is, is that it was good that, honestly, I didn't mind for a couple of classes being online. The only thing I had a problem with was my media innovation class. In, in our media, digital media innovation class, we were there learning how to animate, how to create certain things, how to um, basically like, if you're sitting there watching a clip or something like, um, I don't know how to really describe it, but say for you're watching, I don't know, a Coca-Cola bottle talking and moving at the same time. That's how, that's what we were learning, how to move pictures, cut pictures, and move them frame by frame and then adding audio behind it um basically kind of like advertising but not really because i've taken an advertising class there but if that was the hardest one because even though he was an older guy he knew how to use um technology um that's what he went to school for of course um um but he just couldn't really do much with us because not a lot of people had adobe um uh, what's the what's the um oh, you're talking about like adobe reader adobe flash no 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 like um well basically adobe creative cloud but it wasn't adobe premiere it was like adobe i want to say indesign i don't think we were really in indesign I, I can't remember off the top of my head what hmm. the um software was but a lot of people didn't even have adobe creative cloud at all on their laptops and then a lot of people were either using hps or macs I was fortunate enough that my mom had the uh, the Adobe Creative Cloud, so excuse me, I was able to function well and turn on turn in my stuff and get a good grade. But a lot of people didn't even have those in my class. Like a lot of people either had Macs, they even didn't have a laptop, or they had an HP like me. So that was only hard class because literally we only had. I believe two assignments to turn in or it was one I think it was one assignment we had to turn in it was due April 2nd I remember that and I submitted it and then I didn't hear anything else from him but he replied to us like a week later and was like well he applied to me I don't know about how my other classmates were but he replied to me he was like it looks really good you know da 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 I don't think we're gonna do much but I'll keep in touch and then he just never did so mm. And in like, you know, going into it too, you know, you, of course, of course, I know you obviously personally since I was born in a sense, um, you know, you always had a gift for writing, but what made you ultimately decide to pick journalism? Because I know both of us went to a technology academy and you also were studying marketing. Um, but what brought you back into getting into journalism again? Well, basically what I wanted to do was that I wanted to. What else is what I was looking for? I wanted to 
do journalism because at the time I did like to write and I had the experience of being uh, editor-in-chief of the school's newspaper or apparently co-editor but it was me and Sabrina so yeah um and just being able to edit people look over people's um stories edit them on paper I was like okay this is I, I think I could see myself doing this but honestly like I if I can go back in time I think no I know that I would have made my major marketing because I like marketing a lot I do like advertising. I like just to, the creative mindset behind all of that and being able to convince people to just get them to buy my product or buy my company's product or somebody else's company's product that I'm working for. Um, journalism is kind of like, um, it kind of teetered away. Um, I don't see myself getting on screen and just talking and about nonsense, unless it's like about entertainment or sports or something, but it's just like, I don't see myself doing that anymore. And plus, you have to compete against thousands of people across the nation, even across the world, because there are, of course, people who from foreign who are British who want to come into America and want to be journalists. It's just you just got to compete with everybody. But um, my thing is, is that there's only two people that are going to be at the desk. So you got to fight for that spot every single day. And you got to make sure you don't mess up. And it's just like, I'm not saying I can't handle that. It's just like, that's something I just don't want to constantly keep competing against when I know what I'm capable of. So marketing, honestly, it took its turn when I got into, I believe, retail marketing with my teachers. All the marketing teachers are actually really, really great. Um, Dr. Convota could be a little hard, but I mean, I needed that. But Dr. Taylor is really cool. Um, and the lady, I believe, who is the director or who is in charge of the marketing I don't know exactly what if she's in charge of marketing but I know she's like the dean of business and that's who I'm about to go in and see for my business administration at Hampton but yeah coming back I just see myself doing more with marketing I like journalism you know I have that as like a little background but I see myself more tapping into marketing especially sports marketing so, I mean, for being an alumni from an HBCU as well, <clears throat> you pretty much were able to get So the next question is basically in a sense of, um, you know, since you happen to go to a, you know, HBCU, um, you know, you were able to basically get a great education there as well learn journalism what can you say to other students from high school that maybe you're thinking about hbcu versus going to a uh, pwi oh um basically it's just to do sorry i'm about to make a loud noise okay oh, right behind the fan um basically what i want them to understand is for one for people who don't know what a HBCU stands for, they need to do their research before even considering going to a HBCU. And then do their research because each HBCU is different. And each HBCU has its own, of course, like, um, what's the word? Um, majors. But um, they also need to keep in mind of the aspect of what 
they are looking for in an HBCU because if they don't want a family environment for, you know, whatever reasons, for their own purposes and kind, they may choose to want to go to a community college or maybe a PWI. Um, and before I even go into that, a PWI is just basically just a predominantly white institution, whereas HBCU is a historically black college or university. Um, so that's what those acronyms mean. But basically, if they don't want a family environment, if they don't want to be amongst, you know, their own kind, um, then an HBCU is not their best bet. But if they want to do that and they want to get the family experience, then I say that they should consider HBCU. Um, I know with my experience, honestly, when I was getting recruited, I wasn't looking towards the HBCU. I was looking at power schools um, and not so power schools like George Mason or power schools like South Carolina. Um, I was considering Miami at one point. I just wanted to go out and just get out of the state. But something told me to go ahead and take a look at Hampton um, because my friend Crystal uh, my old teammate she was like uh, she's a year older than me she told me to go ahead and take a look at Hampton so I said all right cool and so that was that and then I had gotten the chance to experience um, um, I got to experience the family environment because I guess apparently I don't know how it happened but I managed to go on an unofficial visit around the time of homecoming and I got to experience what homecoming was like like the pep rallies and a lot of people who don't go to predominantly black high schools um they I didn't I've never seen uh like an all black um uh pep rally and it was actually pretty fun like it was it was very it was very different from what I experienced in high school Whereas the pep rally was kind of, I mean, even though the pep rally was controlled at my HBCU, it was kind of like, there were some things that you could just let loose and just let go. And it's just like, you're okay. You're not really there to be judged. It's like, not saying that that happened at hand at, in my high school. It's just like, it was just, it just felt different. It just really felt different. So my word to people who are um, high schoolers who are trying to Look into HBCUs to just do your research. Know exactly what you want to do. Or if you know somewhat of what you want to do, just go ahead and pursue it. I feel as though it's better for you to just go in and know what you're doing or somewhat know what you're doing instead of going in undecided and then you spend or waste a year or a semester trying to figure out what you want to do. Um, that's my thing. And then, of course, research what colleges have it because it's like, you might want to go to Howard, but Howard might not have what you want. So you might have to go down to A&T. Um, A&T might not have anything, so you might have to go down to, I don't know, Florida A&M. It's just, it all depends. Um, and, oh, for the recruiting process, it's just pretty much the same as, like, trying to go to a PWI. Um, they'll be happy to take you, and they'll be happy to shape you into the person that you want to be. It's just that you got to just pursue them like how you would pursue a PWI and um yeah so going on ahead and, and you know switching gears into the next topic and this is more or less talking about what has been going on within the past week going into also this past weekend of everything that happened with protests and everything with the movement and ultimately about what happened with George Floyd um 
to the point that this has been an ongoing thing from the past and a lot of us had enough about it. What is your take on that situation that happened? Um, I believe that the with the situation that happened with George Floyd, I very I believe that it's very unfortunate. Um, I believe that what happened was unjust. I believe also was that the cop I I honestly feel like the situation between Floyd and the cops were was what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say amplified. It was just very unfair because literally from what I've heard from the backstory is that George Floyd, he didn't even know he had a forged, I believe, $20 bill. It's not forged. It was just fake. And the guy calls a cost on him. And nobody knows, nobody knows that, um, you know, nobody knows that they're going to be carrying a fake $20 bill until somebody actually checks it. Nobody's going to have the right tools unless you know or you, you count your money like that and you inspect your money like that. But nobody's going to know. Like, money just gets circulated all the time to the point where it just gets lost. So... He didn't know that he had the $20 bill that was well, that was fake. And then he got the cops called on him. And then he didn't have to die from that situation. The cops could have handled that totally differently. Like watching the video and seeing him kneel on his neck, that was unnecessary. So I feel as though the people have a right to be angry because this is just an ongoing situation. It's like literally every single year somebody has died from police brutality. It's not just every other year. It's every year. And I want to say it's almost every six months at this point. And people are tired. And then it, this, the rioting and protesting right now is amplified because of the coronavirus shutting down jobs, taking precautions. People are out of work. People are now out of school for, you know, college kids and, you know, older adults. And especially um, teenagers who are in high school, like corona shut, you know, high schools down as well so people they're out there everybody has time on their hands and seeing that video amplified everything and the guy killed him and it's just like I'm on the side with the protesters because it's just enough's enough and like having crooked cops become having crooked people become cops corrupts the whole justice system that's why it, it is the way it is because people are not checking the crooked people who join who come in and I saw something I read something online where it said that lawyers go to school for eight years but cops go to school for eight weeks or they might continue their schooling for a little bit more but it's literally less than lawyers so I think that's how crooked the justice system is if a lawyer can go to school and have to pay all this money to go to school and become a lawyer for eight years why can't cops go to school for or the academy for like two three years I don't know and learn and it's like a lot of people um go and become cops because they want to find a legal way to some somewhat kill people or they want to find a way to feel authority um there's people who are very insecure about themselves and they want to join positions of power so they can feel authority so they can just rank over people who didn't even consider them to be ranked at all so that's why with the protesting happening now I feel it's a great opportunity I feel like everyone 
should continue to peacefully protest. Now, the looting, I don't condone. I don't understand why taking from companies, certain companies like Target. Target literally put out a statement and said, I we are with the protesters. Just know that we'll have everything rebuilt. Like, you literally probably didn't even put a kink in their money businesses because, I mean, they do have online as well. Um, but looting smaller businesses who... Apparently, I've read also is that it's hard to get a loan. So imagine getting your business broken into, looted and stuff, and then you're trying to like get another loan so you could rebuild it back up. It's like it takes forever to get a loan. It takes forever to start up the process, especially if you don't have... It it took you all your money and all your savings just to build up that company. So that's why I'm against the looting part, even though a lot of people say, oh, well... You know the way the the our oppressors um took from us so why can't we take from them it's just like okay but you're not realizing what it's doing to the black community you're not realizing what it's doing you got to just play your cards right you got to play smart be peaceful and if they don't want to be peaceful of course riot back but just take precautions <clears throat> i feel as though stealing from smaller businesses is just not helping at all and it just causes more problems ultimately it takes away the the whole point of what was going on what happened to george floyd yeah it's taking away that yeah because i don't understand how that part kind of uplifted that section to the point of people looting around the areas yeah i think it definitely takes away from i don't want to say his legacy but just it, it takes away from his situation because his family's trying to get closure they they want him locked up we all want him locked up because there's a, some, a substantial amount of evidence and the coroner, well not t- technically the coroner, it was the family's private investigator who did the autopsy and said that it was basically ruled a homicide. So a lot of people are just angry with the fact that they're being lied to. We have a president who doesn't care about the situation. He just wants everything to go back to normal and it's, it's nothing to go back to normal too. Like people are upset and you're not listening. And then you have the coroner that lied and said that, oh, he had underlying health problems when he didn't. So it's just like a lot of lying and corruptness going on. And a lot of people are acting on their emotions and they want to just be like, you know what, forget it. If you don't care about us, we don't care about you. So we're just going to loot. And we don't care who we loot. We just want something so we can just loot. <laughs> like, And it's just a lot of that going on and it's taken away um George Floyd's um memory really and his um remembrance and all that you know um I feel as though a lot of people are doing it for the wrong reasons a lot of people probably didn't even know um what happened to them until they probably even got on the protest and was like ayo what happened like some people of course probably were aware and wouldn't just not go to a protest but I feel as though like a lot of people don't care enough. They're like, "Oh wow, okay, another black guy died. Let me go ahead, go. Let me go ahead and protest since everybody's gonna protest." That's a lot of what people do. A lot of people trickle, not trickle. They follow at, after each other. It's like a domino effect. It's like, "Oh, if one person do it, I'm gonna do it." Almost, um, almost in a sense of, <clears throat> almost in a sense of like cloud chasing, almost. Yeah, a lot of especially like celebrities. That's why this whole protest honestly made me look at celebrities um a lot differently i wasn't really too much of a fan about like a diehard fan to all of them but it's like 
certain fan i mean certain celebrities have not spoke out like people the favorite people like i don't know if they're doing anything behind the scenes but like on the entertainment side people like kanye i haven't heard anything from kanye um i haven't heard anything from travis scott the only know? one so far asap rocky the only one so far is jay-z so far J- I know well he mentioned something within rock nation regarding that situation yes too. i mean diddy has spoke up but a lot of people are like diddy why aren't you on the front lines like um a lot of i don't want to say minor celebrities because there are some major celebrities that have been on the front line too but there's a lot of like the minor ones or the younger ones who are on the front lines are are, are, are like this is this is on we need to call justice for and a lot of the older ones are sitting back tweeting or being on instagram and they're like let's do this let's do that like, you know it's like why can't you be like j cole who doesn't he he barely gets on his social media he does but he doesn't but like he doesn't announce like hey i'm here like somebody recorded him same with wale wale was out there nobody like you know same with tyler the creator it's just people like the thing is it's like i noticed like when this all started first started not a lot of celebrities said anything no um there was a select few and then it's like when people started calling other people out that's when they started making their statements and people are like oh i just needed a few days to just no like why didn't you say something right then and there and then make your um your statement almost in a sense of people hesitating just to see who would been out there and to see if they came out there on that line and helped out support them would they get a positive impact or a negative impact they were probably just waiting for people to see how they're going to join from there. Well, a lot of people, it's not even that, too. I mean, that's somewhat of the factor, but a lot of them was trying to say, to ponder, like, okay, if I do this, will this mess me up, mess my um, campaign up? Will this mess my money up? But exactly. um, there was a, um, a celebrity, I actually admire him, and he's actually pretty funny, um, Bretman Rock. He actually pointed out that there are plenty of times where he has um gotten like deals from companies and he has spoke out against like injustices like there was i think one instance where he was speaking about how um i don't know if it was in maui but they were trying to build like this intergalactic like telescope on one of the volcanoes i believe or some sacred area i don't know where it was and people were protesting and he was protesting he was speaking out about it and he was like one thing is that i don't know what companies threaten to take your money if you speak out on certain things so he was like i need i need to know those companies names because if you can't give me that then that means you're just trying to save face and you're trying to keep your at that um your aesthetic on your um page and he was like i don't understand he's like i've never heard of companies just snatching their money from you if you're speaking out against injustice on people that they're trying to get you to get people to buy from them so um yeah that's basically my take on that it's just like a lot of celebrities have shown their true light i i i like for instance like ti i see where he was trying to do but calling his city wakanda is like bro we're not in a fairy tale i get it that incident where he killer mike and the mayor was out there in atlanta Mm -hmm. talking about it yeah and then ti to call it i was just like okay because it made no sense to me with that just to go on top of that was with cnn you know i mentioned this before on one of my earlier podcast episodes too of that fact that they would go towards cnn after cnn was basically on their backs basically helping them out in terms Mm -hmm. of getting that and having one of their fellow reporters that also being he being an african-american 
um, was out there arrested for no reason and then moments later released. You know, um, you know, I saw a lot of that that was going on within that type of circle. You know, and you know, you look back at it. You know, especially you know, this can go all the way back to even almost in a sense of 2014 where we had that I can't breathe movement as well. You know, eventually, I'm not saying it wasn't forgotten, but, you know, at that moment, it was known around the world, if not around the nation. But then years went by, and I didn't see much that was going in terms of that direction of it still continuing. Do you mm-hmm. really think that, of course, seeing this magnitude with George Floyd and the incident that had happened with every, with all the protests and everything... Do you think that they're still going to try to continue without letting this die down? I think that they should continue this. I feel as though, honestly, it really blows me, but I really wish the president cared more enough. But I feel as though the police shouldn't be escalating this stuff. Like, there are people who are really, truly peacefully protesting you could see people who are peacefully and truly and genuinely trying to protest and then you see people who are looting and trump and the police force are making are taking that small margin of people who are looting and they're making it seem like oh okay well they're not pro like the small margin of people who are looting they're sitting here in their minds like okay this small margin is going to turn into all everybody who's out here these protesters are actually all looting instead of this small margin who is leading or who is looting. Um, I feel as though that they should continue to protest because back during the civil rights era, the, um, we protested for about, I believe, seven days. It was a whole week, I, if, I'm, if I'm correct. Protested for a whole seven days. And after it was over, the next day, they had passed the Civil Rights Act. So I feel as though... An act might not get passed. I don't know if Trump is going to do anything different. But I feel as though protests need to happen in order to remain aware to um, and to keep people glued to social media so they can see what's happening and just call out the president. Because eventually the president, of course, is going to get tired. He's starting to get tired of it, but he knows that eventually, sooner or later, he's going to have to make a change. Um, whether he cares enough or not, um, yeah. Because, mm. you know, especially, you know, living in Virginia Beach in the 757 area, there's been about multiple different types of protests and movements that have been going on. Places in Hampton where the bridge was um, stopped. Um, you look at Norfolk down in that Martin Luther King memorial statue down in Norfolk, and then you look at recently yesterday, especially, where, um, or just that Sunday, the, um, the whole thing with over at the ocean front where that was supposed to be a peaceful protest and then it ended up you know somehow there was some conflict within within the cops and it just turned it upside down you know um, yes the police my thing is is that they allow and I'm gonna say it because it's whatever they're gonna allow Mainly, it was mainly white people that I seen. There probably was some black people there, but I, well, I I didn't see any pictures. But they allow the white people to carry guns, guns to protest opening up the city, um, because you know to get their jobs back. 
my thing is is that why are you carrying guns trying to protest to open up the city again when there's a whole pandemic going on and she's just taking she's just taking precautions mind you that protest did not need guns but they brought them anyways it's not like they were protesting or they weren't protesting gun laws or something it was stupid but they call donald trump calls them good people he um what else does he do he doesn't send in the national guard he doesn't send the police to knock them over to tear gas them because yeah no but he sees these people protesting for george floyd it has nothing to do with trump so he doesn't care it's like oh it's another black guys whatever he doesn't care yet he sends the national guard in to break everybody up calling people thugs saying if they loot you can shoot at them it's like bruh so it's like everything's very corrupt right now and the whole world is literally looking at us like we're retarded because we are well we aren't he is something is i i really feel like something is mentally wrong with trump i don't understand his dictation on certain situations because it just doesn't make sense like but it's like what can you do when your leader doesn't care about you and then congress is mainly republican pretty much and then the supreme court is kind of like I think almost 50 50 with Democrats and Republicans. It's like, what can you do? So if Trump makes a move, Senate makes a move. It's just vice versa. All the more reason why it's very important, if it wasn't already important four years back, as to the fact of voting and how crucial that part is going to be going into this year as well. Um, yeah, yeah, it's very, very crucial. Um, November 3rd is coming up within five to six months. And honestly, I'm glad for this opportunity to showcase a lot of people's true colors because I'm pretty sure these protests have reached a lot of people. And some people try to play it off with certain situations where they don't want to go see it, but it's like you can't because you it's right there in your face. So I feel as though this opens a lot of people's eyes to how people act during this situation and they're gonna choose the right person to pick and i will be very very shocked if people went and vote for trump again because i'm sitting here like at this point i think you just you're in it for the kicks and giggles like everybody's tired um again it's just a matter of change yeah a lot of people like a lot of people could probably say the same thing about you know my thing is that I don't really understand Republicans' logical thinking because it's very backwards. I've seen a lot of Republicans and I'm sitting here like, I don't see how you're justifying any of this. But it's just like, like they know, the thing is it's like they're aware and they know that Trump is wrong, but they're not going to go against him because that means it's going against their beliefs. I don't care if Biden is... A Democratic person. If he was a Republican, I would still vote for him because he's somebody other than Trump. <laughs> like, if Pence was to, to come in, I feel as though Pence is, he may be worse. I don't know. But I feel as though he would be more logical with certain things. But then again, I don't know because I don't know. I don't, I don't know his, I've never seen him in action like that before. 
So, um, no, I would not have voted for Pence. I would have obviously have voted for Biden. But I feel as though Biden will bring definitely a change that we need. And But Biden, what I fear for him, because it is crazy, <laughs> because Obama had to do the same thing. That's why I get upset when people get mad at Obama. And I'm sitting here like, do you guys just don't care to listen that Obama literally tried his best, literally tried his best to get things passed. And he literally had to struggle and fight tooth and nail every five seconds to get something passed by Congress, who was mainly Republican at the time. Like every time he would send something, they would reject it. So, of course, a lot of stuff that you didn't see televised or announced, you think he didn't do anything. It's like, no, he tried. It's just he kept getting pushed back. So that's I feel as though what Biden's going to have to do is literally undo everything that Trump was basically trying to undo from Obama and do it again. And it's going to take a process because, like I said, um, the Senate is mainly Republican right now. Um, so I don't know. But I just know that Biden is going to struggle a little bit trying to redirect everything and clean up a nation that Trump has basically less left discombobulated. Very well said. Um, coming now towards the end, um, normally a lot of times I have people who would go ahead and have some kind of words of wisdom or um, inspiration if you may want to add anything to what's going on. Um, I want to just say, you know, to whomever is listening is to just keep your head up and to continue to move forward. I know a lot of this is weighing heavy on everybody's souls and mine. Um, honestly, what I want people to just do is just to just take a step back, reevaluate your mental, um, your physical and your emotional, um, mindset and just relax if you can and just think things through a lot of this it's probably going to go on for a while a lot of this is probably new to a lot of people who haven't been exposed to any like that um so i just want to say like everybody to just relax breathe in and breathe out if you need to go for a walk go for a walk even if you can't go outside walk in the house or something um read a book watch it a, a TV clip, a TV show, a movie, anything to just get your mind off of what's going on for right now. And then, you know, tune back in to see if your mindset can handle what's going on again. Um, and that's pretty much it. And just, you know, continue to fight for people who don't have a voice. Um, if you have a voice, um, I think that will go a long way and people don't forget about stuff like that a lot of people are quick to forget like if you do something now for somebody out of the kindness of your heart and willingness out of your heart it'll go a long way and people will not forget it easily um so just you know put the good karma into the universe and good karma should come back treat others like you want to be treated mm -hmm. yep um again i appreciate you coming by and letting your voice on this subject as well as also talking about your entire journey through running track as well um i appreciate the time sis um where can everybody be able to follow you or see where your next journey will be going um just follow me on instagram or twitter it's j-a-y-l-e-a-u-x i think my twitter has an underscore somewhere i don't remember 
Um, I think it's in the front, but yeah, my Instagram doesn't. So yeah, it's J A Y X L E A. Yeah, L E A U X, and that's about it. Alrighty, um, this will conclude this episode. I uh, thank everybody for listening, and you guys take care and stay safe.